Good morning and welcome back to Friday Coffee Talks. I'm your host, Connor Volpe. We're here for episode 106. We are talking over coffee on Friday mornings. It's your favorite day of the week caffeine beverage themed podcast, and I'm here for it today. Mm. We got the Roy Kent mug. For those of you Ted Lasso fans like I am, we've been treated to an absolute treat of a couple of weeks of Roy Kent-isms. He's been in peak form the past couple episodes. It's been so good. Um, Two weeks ago, like just the little details that they put in and the way that Brett Goldstein acts him out is just amazing. The fact that he is allergic to metal and can't use a whistle. And so when they're at training, he just yells, Whistle! It gets me every time. They keep sneaking it in, and it just makes me die laughing. It's so funny. And then this week, the scene with Isaac in the boot room. Woo! That kind of... That's the stuff Emmys are made of. Brett Goldstein. That is the stuff Emmys are made of. Um, so we honor the legend Roy Kent with the mug today. And... Mm, wonderful, wonderful cup of coffee today. Like, just beautiful. Um, I haven't done a sales-themed episode in a while, and so today we're going to do that. I'm going to talk about something that's important. It's come up in my career quite a few times, and it's something that when I talk about one of the best ways that you can help improve in sales, this is kind of one of the things that I generally will come back to because it's proved to be very very valuable for me. I know when I was early on in my career, I was young, I was inexperienced, um, I had a good base of knowledge. But I didn't have the sales skills, the soft skills, the people skills, the things that it really takes to be successful in sales. Um, I didn't have that mastered. And so I would get really nervous, really in my head and really um, anxious. And and it came across when I was meeting people. Um, I felt like I didn't belong. I had a lot of imposter syndrome. I felt like I was too young, too inexperienced, you know, whatever you want to say. But I would get caught up in... Uh, I'm meeting with the CIO of this company who has 35 years of experience and they're going to just wipe the floor with me and and kick me out and I don't belong here and all this stuff. And these are the kind of things that would go into my mind before I walked into meetings. And there, I guess there's an element of that that is good to be nervous, like excitedly anxious for something I think is good. Those little butterflies entice you and push you to prepare the best you can, which is very good. But when it goes too far and it is affecting your performance or affecting um, the things that you know or you know you're good at, uh, that's where it becomes a problem. So today we're going to talk about confidence in sales, and I've got a couple of things that I can go through that may be helpful. So the first thing is to keep in mind that no meeting, no matter how big the opportunity is or the potential revenue or the person you're meeting with, no meeting is make or break for your career. There's no meeting, no matter how great or badly it goes, that you're going to walk out and your phone's going to ring and somebody's going to say, you're out. You're not a salesperson. We found you out. You don't belong. Go home. Go do something else. It's not going to happen. And the, the inverse is also true. No matter how good you do in a, in a performance, in a meeting, no matter how well you perform, no matter how many answers you answer, questions you answer extravagantly and in extraordinary detail, You're not going to walk out and have your boss call and go, hey, would you like my job? It's just not going to happen. There's no such thing as a make or break meeting. So take some of the pressure off. Hit that release valve a little bit earlier and just walk into every meeting. There are important meetings for sure. You know, some things are very big, very big opportunities, very 
um, very rare things that don't happen often. That's great. Those are awesome. And you should prepare and you should do the best that you can in those things. But you shouldn't put the undue pressure and anxiety and stress and all that kind of stuff that goes with those big meetings on yourself thinking that this is the end all be all for your future potential in this industry. It just doesn't exist. So let's just take that off the table. There's no such thing as a make or break meeting. The other thing is um, saying, I don't know. So this is one that gets me a lot because personally, just my personality type, I don't like to say, I don't know. It's essential. We have to say it. Um, it is part of life. It is part of this industry. And especially it's very, a big part of sales. You're not going to have all the answers and that's okay. Um, I tend to over-prepare for meetings. I study like it's a test. I look into who I'm meeting. I look into the industry. I want to know as much about everything that I can so I can avoid saying, I don't know. I feel like that gives me an advantage because um, it, I think it tends to make my meetings more efficient. I don't have to, you know, go back and forth or, you know, when we're working on projects, I don't have to, a lot of the time I don't have to go and exchange seven emails with different people to try to get answers to things because I've spent a lot of time in this space with this company, with this product, and I know it pretty well at this point. So I can walk in and I can confidently know, you know, this and that about what I'm doing. But the other thing to keep in mind is saying, I don't know is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, but in every situation, no matter who you're meeting, you know, we'll go back to some of the big titles. You're walking into a fortune 500 CIO's office. You're walking into somebody that manages infrastructure for many thousands of locations. That's awesome. And those people deserve respect. They deserve to be looked up to because they've earned their place in that spot, wherever they are. They have years of experience. They've worked X number of successful projects and that's awesome. But you, when you're walking in there, you can't let yourself be intimidated by their title, by their experience, by the company that they work for, by the scope of the things that they manage, because that doesn't change your expertise on what you're there to talk about. When you're going in to give a product overview or to do a discovery call, I hate the term discovery call because it's turned into just another checkbox you have to do. But when you're going in to have an initial meeting with a potential customer, you are the expert in what you're talking about, not them. No matter what their title is, no matter what their experience level is, no matter how much they know about the inner workings of a server and how memory works and how things are written to storage, all that stuff is great. The vast majority of people that I walk in to meet with know a heck of a lot more about IT than I do. I could never do their job. But that doesn't mean that the inverse is not also true. When I'm going into a meeting to talk about StoreMagic, to talk about SVSAN, I know a lot more about SVSAN than they do. That's how it works. This is my product that I've sold for a long time and they, they don't know it. No matter how much research that they've done, I'm the expert in this meeting and they aren't. And that's okay. You can defer to their expertise in every other place, but you don't have to get critical on yourself or be self-conscious or be fearful even that you're going to get called out, that you're going to not know the answer to something, that you're going to look silly because when you walk into a, a initial meeting with a customer, you you are the expert, not them. Um, so I hope that that's something that can give you confidence when you walk into a, a meeting for the first time, um, you know, knowing. Now, this is all to say that you've prepared well, you've done your homework, you know the things that you should know about your product. I'm assuming all these kind of baselines that should be true. But don't let yourself get caught up in whatever it is that puts pressure on you because 
you are the expert, not them. And then the last one is, it really kind of goes along with the first thing I said is, is not, you don't have to feel like you have to know all the answers. There are very, very few sales organizations in the world, even at very small companies with limited budgets, all that kind of stuff, where everything is going to ride on you. There's, there's almost no times when somebody, all the heads in the room are going to turn and look at you and go, Connor, what's the answer? That may happen. I mean, there, there may be situations where you are trusted to provide an answer, but there are always resources around you. If there's something that you need help with, you've got the pre-sales team. We at Store Magic have an incredible pre-sales team, Mark and Stuart and Craig and all the support guys. They do a wonderful job and they have all the technical answers that you could ever want. Most of the time, you're going to have a wonderful team of engineers around you. So if you're a salesperson, you will have resources. You'll have management that can help you. You'll have leadership. You'll have product management. You'll have marketing. You'll have sales operations. You'll have all the people in the company that are around you that do different things that can ultimately support you. If you need help, there is help available. So um, where there is value in preparing and knowing as much as you can and all that kind of stuff. I said that at the beginning, but there's also value in saying, I need help or I don't know when you don't have the answer. It's only going to make you look bad if you try to lie and say that you know something or to try to show off and flex on your customer and show like, oh yeah, look, I can do all this stuff. When you have other people around you that can help and the other people who are around you are also experts in their field. So where you may be the expert in your job function, there are other people on your team who are experts in their job function. And not everything that comes your way is going to be part of your job. So leaning on your team and using the resources around you is ultimately going to make you look better to your end customer because they're going to have a better experience. And that's what it's all about is making sure that your customer gets the best experience that they can, that they get the most value from you and your team. And ultimately you can help them to solve a problem by working on a project with them. So be confident in what you're doing. Um, it goes a long way. Now, the thing I want to make sure that I'm touching on as well is there's a big difference between confidence and cockiness and sales is, is easy to slip into the cockiness side of things and say like, we are the best solution. There's nobody better out there. We are going to win, you know? There's, there's a time and a place to be confident and to know what your product is capable of and to know your position in the market and all that stuff is great. But when you let that go too far, then it becomes a problem. So finding that good, sweet middle ground of being an advisor to your customer, being a resource to your customer, being somebody that they can depend on for what you bring to the table, but not overstepping those boundaries and making your statements grandiose and over the top and letting yourself slip into that, that cocky, arrogant salesperson stereotype that nobody wants to be. So it's about building yourself up to enough confidence that you can walk into a meeting with your head high, with your chest out and say, this is what I bring. This is awesome. And I'm going to help you in these ways, uh, but not taking that too far to be over the top and off putting and all the kind of stuff that nobody wants to deal with. So and your meetings this next week, the next month, the next quarter, as you're going out there and you're looking for quarter retirement, go out there, be confident, know, know that your skills are valuable. Know that what you bring to the table, what you bring to a meeting is valuable. 
let that work its way into your emails, into your phone calls, because people can tell it's, it's that old saying of like, when you're on the phone, you want to smile because people can tell. Um, I don't know if that's true, but when you walk into a meeting or you walk into a presentation and you're confident in what you know and what you're capable of and what you bring to the table, that shows through in the way that you present. So be confident, not cocky. Go get them. Drink some coffee. Love you guys. Thanks for joining me. I'll catch you next week.